online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Monday. Man, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a Monday. It, it feels like extended weekend almost uh, with all the great sports we've got going that went on this weekend. All the great sports is going to be going on today. But uh, today is Monday, May the 1st. It's a new week. It's a new month in the year of our Lord 2023. This is hour two of episode 849 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. If you missed our first hour, by God, you missed a really good hour because we had our good friend Mark Panicelli on from 252 ESPN, 107.5 in Greenville and New Bern, Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock, the drive with Mark Panicelli. But we talked a little bit about everything. We talked Stanley Cup playoffs. We talked NBA playoffs. We talked ECU baseball. We uh, Man, we just got into a little bit of everything and uh, just had a blast. Coming up here in this hour, in fact, here in just a few moments, we're going to be joined by uh, one, of, one of my all-time favorite athletes that I've ever covered, Drew Meadows. But before we get him up here on the line with us, let me thank our good friends over at Spence Automotive. Keith Spence and Spence Automotive, it's where I get my car service. In fact, I got it serviced Friday. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Bigly Wiggling and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by sports riding legend and my good friend, Keith Spence. It's open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service or when you need new tires and tell him the Brian Hanks show sent you, and I promise you will be as pleased as I am every time I get my car back from Spence Automotive. And joining us on the Spence Automotive guest line, a first-time guest to the Brian Hanks show, uh, but uh, I got to tell you, I was saying it in the first hour, just how excited I am. One of my favorite guys that I've covered, uh, just saying, and it's been neat. I got to tell you, it's Drew Meadows, a former LCC star, former New Bern High School star, and uh, just a, a, one of the good guys out there. And I got to tell you, Drew, I'm not a big fan of Facebook. I'm really not. I think there's so much negativity out there. I think, you know, a lot of times people spew, you know, stuff on there that you don't like to see. But one reason I like Facebook, Drew Meadows, is because I've been able to keep up with you and watch you and your beautiful family and just everything. And now you're on my show as you are back here now in eastern North Carolina and a big week down in Moorhead City with the Region 10 tournament. I, I say all that to say, good morning, Drew Meadows. Welcome to the Brian Hanks Show. Hey, good morning, Brian. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm really honored to be on this show and uh, just uh, and excited to be back in eastern North Carolina and uh, looking forward to everything that's ready to come. Absolutely. I got to tell you, man, uh, you are one of those people that are just universally beloved. If you talk to Lynn Hartzell, he thinks the world of you. When you talk to people up at ECU and the, the proud history that you have there of doing the work that you did there, they love you. And now you're back. You're uh, roundly already in the short amount of time you've been back. Uh, I got to tell you, man, when baseball coaches say good things about you, I don't know. I guess that's a good thing, right? Uh, absolutely. Anytime you can get a coach to say something good about an umpire, I think that's uh, that's the top of the line right there. It definitely is. But Drew Vettel's joining us. And I tell you what, man, first time here on the show, 
Uh, I just, for folks who don't know, you know, now you know we're on 252 ESPN 107.5 in New Bern and in Greenville. Uh, the replay happens at 3 o'clock. You're live right now, obviously, on 960 The Bull. But, again, a, a Craven County guy. Just for folks who don't know you, introduce yourself to our audience, Drew. Uh, so I, I was born and raised in New Bern, North Carolina. Um, you know, proud to be from Craven County and Eastern NC. And I went to uh, New Bern High School for a year, and then I went to West Craven for my last three years. I uh, was fortunate enough to get to play baseball at Lenore Community College with Coach Hartful, like you said. Uh, after that, I, I went to East Carolina. My dad had gone there. I'd always, you know, kind of saw myself ending up there, went there, was uh, very blessed to get a job within the athletic department, uh, working with the video for all the different athletic teams there. I got to travel with the football team. Uh, you know, we are at all the home basketball games, home baseball games, all that kind of stuff. Um, probably uh, the the best part of working at ECU, or I say the number one thing was we got paid to go to Hawaii that year for the Hawaii Bowl. <laughs> so uh, that that was really cool, and uh, get to see a lot of great players come through there and all the different sports. And then uh, I, I did my masters at ECU as well. Um, I got into umpiring. I, I was thought I was going to be a baseball coach, kind of somewhere along the way. I got steered into umpiring a little bit, and. and uh, you know, I moved to Charleston with my wife. We got married. We got married in 2011, went down there. I was uh, fortunate enough to get a job at Charleston Southern University uh, where I um, worked in sports information. Then I became the director for campus recreation. Uh, from there, I went to assistant dean for student life. And then uh, at the time I left in January, I was associate dean for campus life and uh, just really enjoyed my time there. But it was time to come home. Exactly. What brought you back up here to home? Uh, really just a, it was a family move for us. Um, you know, the, the traffic in Charleston had just gotten pretty bad for, you know, living in New Bern my whole life. I mean, we're two hours from the interstate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was a little different. You get down there and you have to go on the interstate every day just about. And, you know, my wife's commute had turned into constantly an hour plus, um, and it should have been about 30 or 40 minutes. So, um, you know, just not knowing whether you can get to your kids and spending two and a half hours a day in a car and missing out on that family time and having to pay babysitters all the time. You know, now we come back. My parents are here. My sister and her family are here. We've got great friends that are here. A lot of them have started to come back. Uh, so and just being able to go to the stuff that you can do in eastern North Carolina, you know, going to support the Pirates going to support the local high schools that we know, you know, coaches at and things like that. Like it's just something to say about being home, man. Oh, absolutely. And this is what I've said for a long time. When I moved, I basically moved from Charlotte to uh, Kenston when I came here back in 2002, which seems like a, a lifetime ago. But that's what people said. They're like, oh, my God, why would you leave Charlotte to move to a little town like Kenston? I'm like, hey, have you seen that traffic in Charlotte? I mean, I love that I can drive anywhere in Kenston. There's nowhere that is more than 8 to 10 minutes away here in Kenston, and I'm wherever I need to be. And it's like you said, dude, if I want to go like this weekend, if I want to go to an ECU baseball game, it's 30 minutes up the road. If I want to go see a Hurricanes game, it's an hour and 15 minutes up the road. If I want to go to the beach, I'm an hour away for that too. I mean, dude, it, it, it's not much different for you being down in Craven County than it is for me here in Lenore County. Absolutely not. Uh, my wife called the first day and she was like, my commute took 12 minutes. She's like, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just uh, it, it's just been a really fortunate and blessed situation for us. Um, 
you know, we're getting to spend more time with our family. And our kids are into sports now, so they're running everywhere. And just uh, got to see a lot of uh, good people being back here. Um, so we're just very, very excited. Well, we're excited to have you back. And like I said, we've got a lot to talk about here, especially with Region 10 tournament coming up down in Moorhead this week. Uh, and I got to thank Coach Lynn Hartzell. I mean, he was the one that told me that. He's like, hey, you do – you know, he and I talk, I guess, every couple of weeks or so, or maybe once a month or so. And he said, uh, you do know our boy uh, Drew Meadows is going to be down there in Moorhead City this week. And I was like, no way. That's when I knew I absolutely had to get you on the show this week, dude. Hey, I'm absolutely blessed to be going down there to work the, uh, the Region 10 tournament at the Big Rock Stadium. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to play uh, junior college baseball and now getting to umpire some of it. Uh, so uh, it's going to be a really good week of baseball, I think. And I'll be down there at least two different days and uh, maybe some more. So, Oh, that's awesome. Well, like I said, we're going to dive into that in a little bit. I, again, I love going down memory lane. And I got to admit, I didn't know you when you were at New Bern or at uh, West Craven, but I can imagine for Craven County, that's uh, almost like going from North, transferring from North Lenore to South Lenore. What, what led to that? Why did you transfer from uh, New Bern to West Craven when you were in high school, Drew? Uh, it was just, uh, kind of one of those things my parents had, you know, encouraged me. Like we were just felt like it was a better fit for me at the time. Um, you know, Newburn high school was a great place. I enjoyed my year there and there's a, a lot of good people, a lot of good friends I left behind, a lot of good teachers. But, um, at the end of the day, um, with me and my parents, we just felt like West Craven was the right fit for me at that time. And it turned out to be right. Yes, sir. Very blessed to, uh, you know, Coach Langston was the baseball coach there at the time, and uh, he was probably one of the most impactful people in my life, uh, even to this day. So, just very fortunate. Yeah. And uh, favorite memories, when you look back at your time of uh, being an Eagle at West Craven, what stands out to you the most there, Drew? Oh, uh, man, we had a lot of good games, a lot of good battles, especially against Kenston and North Lenore, um, you know, but, uh, we uh, beat a CBA cock twice in the same season. They were ranked number one in the state. That was wow. our senior year. And that's, and that's probably where, you know, most of the good memories come from. I remember the, the playoff game where we beat Kenton that year and uh, Miko Brown hit the home run at West Craven to walk them off. And uh, I think it was still going up when it left the ball field. <laughs> so, but uh, just, I mean, Kenton was very talented back then, you know, Chris Hatcher, Joel Br uh, battle, Jordan Eubanks, a lot of good players from there. So, yeah, it, I, when I look back on that, that was my first year here was uh, that o, that o two o three season, but I guess that o three season in particular when Hatch was a senior and Joel was a senior, like you said, uh, Jordan, all those guys. Man, what a great team we had that year. I think there were five guys from that team, uh, and even uh, uh, Ellis, Kyle Ellis over at first base. I mean, you had five yep. guys that went on to play D1 baseball on one high school team, dude. Yeah, Reggie was on that team as well, right, Reggie Dixon? Yes, he was. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was the fifth one, but it's just crazy that you had five D1 guys playing on one high school baseball team and did pretty well that year, too. I think made it to the third round of the playoffs that year. But, yeah, you're right about CBA cock. I'd forgotten just – I mean, they're good year in, year out for the most part, but they were really good that year. But you guys handled them, didn't you? Yeah, we were very fortunate. We got hot at the right time. I mean, they had the, the – three-headed monster on the pitching mound you know with uh they had dustin sasser bob wooten and uh oh my goodness the other guy slips my name right now he was drafted by the blue jays played shortstop um man i wish i could remember 
But, yeah, they, they were very talented, had a lot of good hitters as well. And, and that ballpark they play in, man, the ball just flies. <laughs> so. A good home field advantage is definitely for sure there. That voice you listen to is Drew Meadows. Uh, he's a former uh, Craven County, West Craven uh, star, former LCC star. Uh, now back here, he's an umpire, uh, and going to be umpiring in the region 10 tournament that's coming up this week down in Moorhead city. Well, let's talk about LCC, which is where I got to know you. And I got to tell you, man, when I think about drew Meadows at LCC, I think about a guy, I got to tell you, dude, I'm not sure I ever saw you when you didn't have a smile on your face. And I say that as a compliment, dude, you were always a lighthearted guy. You were a lot of fun. You knew if you were going to talk to Drew Meadows, you were walking away with a smile afterwards and dude, you were just, you were so much fun, but talk about how you ended up, uh, tell me a little bit about how you ended up playing for Lynn Hartzell over at Lenore community college. Oh man, I was, uh, kind of liking that. 17 to 22 year old male range where you don't know what you want to do and you're learning a lot and you know I got to my senior year and I I I didn't have a great plan like I wish I would have Uh, I wanted to you know I knew I wanted to continue playing baseball and uh, you know by the end of that summer coming to some of my legion games and things like that coach Hartzell you know gave me an opportunity and uh, I I jumped on it and was uh, you know fortunate enough to get to play for uh, some pretty good LCC teams for two years including one that made it to the world series uh, how did you know how did playing at lenore community college help you develop into who you are today drew oh man it's a, a lot of great relationships built there but we, we learned a lot uh, as a team that year especially the, the second year when we went to millington to the world series um you know we had a, a lot of adversity early on we kind of struggled in the middle there and had to figure it out I can remember we had a, a players only meeting and uh we kind of had some things pop up in there and some guys step up and just tell some other guys like you know we we got to come out and play and we got to quit letting other things affect us and uh just really learning how to battle through adversity um um there you know so we came out we got hot you know the second half of the year um we're fortunate enough to you know, make it all the way to the World Series and finish fifth. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we just – Coach Hartzell was a phenomenal coach. You know, he taught me a lot about not just baseball, but how to be a, a good man and a good leader. Um, and to this day, uh, still a, a close friend of mine and good mentor. And I definitely would not be where I am without him. So, you know, hats off to Coach Hartzell for everything he's done for me as well. Oh, he's absolutely, I could not agree with you more. He is just an amazing individual, an amazing man. Got to ask you this. Uh, you know, I went to a lot of your games that year, covered a lot of, uh, LCC games that year. And, uh, then had the, the honor of going to Millington with you guys to the world series. But I remember, I didn't even know what Millington was. Okay. I mean, I guess I'd heard of the NJCAA, you know, world series and all that, but I had no idea. And that's how you guys broke your huddles. I remember seeing you guys in early March, you know, covering a game and you guys are all huddled up and then you broke with Millington. I mean, you guys had that on your plate pretty early on that that was a a goal for that Lancers team back in 2004, didn't you? Yeah, we knew from the year before, you know, that we had a pretty good team. And uh, that was the first year that we had switched over from Division One to Division Two. And Coach Hartzell just had really prepped us for that mindset that it was Millington or bust. And, you know, we worked hard in the off season. Um, you know, I can remember being out there running the star drills in the parking lot <laughs> uh, and, you know, things like that. Um, tell but, okay, I mean, tell that people was, what that is for, 
sports fans who maybe aren't familiar with that, tell them what that is. Did I lose you? I think I just lost Drew there. We will. There you go. He's coming back here again. I, I got you a little bit excited talking about those star drills, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what happened there. But the star drills in the parking lot, I mean, we, we did a lot of our off-season conditioning um, outside right there by the ball field. And so that parking lot that's uh, kind of behind home plate on the first base side, I mean, we would set up different agility things there and have stations and you know, one of them was the star drill there, and uh, it just, just I mean, we just got after it. Like, guys were pushing each other, and it was just kind of what you would envision from a, a team that was going to be successful um, on the ball field, and you've got to be able to put in the work. You've got to have guys that are willing to step up and, and be those leaders that can push. You can't always rely on the coach. Uh, so we were just uh, had, a, had a really good situation there with a lot of guys came back. We brought in a lot of good players. Um, that were freshmen that were huge contributors that year and that they bought in. Um, so just, you know, great, great time. Uh, it definitely was for sure. Again, that voice list who drew Meadows, uh, Craven County legend, former, uh, world series, uh, participant for LCC and a, a couple things. I still want to, I want to talk a little bit more about that, that, uh, world series season. How proud are you, Drew, that you were a member? That's the first time ever that a Lenore Community College team had made it to the College World Series. They did go two more times in 2008 and 2010, but at that 2004 team, the very first time that an LCC team had made it to the World Series. How proud are you that you, you were part of that team, Drew? Oh, absolutely, man. It's one of the best things that uh, I can think about in my lifetime, just being able to kind of be a trendsetter there. I think, you know, we laid the groundwork for a lot of guys that may not have wanted, you know, thought about going to LCC and uh, us making that run, I think really put us on the map for uh, junior college baseball around here and uh, in Eastern North Carolina kind of saw, you know, what you could do at Lenore Community College. So uh, great, great uh, season that year and just really proud to be on that uh, on that team and to be in the Kenston Lenore County Sports Hall of Fame with that team. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, some of the guys, uh, take me down memory lane here, man, because I love. I'm old and I love this, man. Just uh, some of the guys that really stood out to you that uh, that was on that team with you back in 2004. Uh, on the field, as far as contributors, I can I really remember um, we had the the duo from Garner Barrett Otto and Cole Franks, and they were at the top of the lineup, and uh, they really got things going for us. Um, Lincoln Smith was my roommate that year, and uh, he pitched uh, for us that year in the rotation. Um, huge contributor, went on to Campbell after that uh, to play. Blake Herring, who is now the coach at Lewisburg from Snow Hill and Green Central. Um, you know, I, I got to see him the other day, was fortunate enough to work a Lewisburg game, and so we were kind of going down <laughs> a little bit of memory lane. But, you know, I, I can remember Blake, his, his changeup was just unreal. You, you know, back you think about pitchers and guys just wanted to see how hard they could throw. And Blake just, he kind of reminded me of Greg Maddox. Like he wanted to spot that fastball in the mid eighties or something and then throw that little slider and that changeup and it just fell off. So, uh, and he was, you know, I, I think when I look back on that team, like Blake and I were kind of like the two that we felt like we're like the player coaches, you know, we did a, a lot of the, a lot of the thinking out there and uh, you just kind of, from that standpoint, um, I just felt like we had that mindset and it's kind of paid off and, you know, in life as well. But, uh, let's see, Jared Sutton from Kenston. Remember him? He, oh, he was yeah. our flamethrower. 
you know. So Bethel Christian was, Academy. Yeah, you know his Bethel daddy. Christian Academy. Yep, his daddy is still the uh, head baseball coach out at Bethel, dude. Man, that's awesome. I hope they're having a great season. Um, just uh, let's see, Zach Lyles, another Lenore County product mm-hmm. um, in left field for us. He, he could, you know, hit a home run at any time. Um, so, and, and Jonathan Gatewood was another one of those guys, <laughs> a, a big guy that could really swing the bat. Um, that came in that year, and Michael Robbins behind the plate, man, you you can't forget about him. He he was the the scrappy guy for us, and I mean. You looked at him, and he might have been like 150 pounds soaking wet, and, and he just – nothing got by him, and he threw everybody out. He had a cannon back there. Man, what a great – thank you. I appreciated that. And, and every – you can't see me right now, Drew, but every name you brought up, I'm sitting here vigorously shaking my head and going, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't – I mean, Barry, <laughs> like you said, the two guys, the two kids from Garner, I had – not that I had forgotten them, but I had I hadn't thought about them in a long time. How about that? And – uh, God, that I can tell you being outside your bubble and, you know, getting to know coach Hartzell that year and getting to know you and getting to know those guys on that team too. It was just, it was so much fun, dude. And I, I've been doing this since 1992, dude. I mean, so I'm in my 31st year now of covering sports. I got to put covering that 2004 LCC world series team, Drew. It's one of my five, four or five favorite things I've ever done, dude. You know, going to Millington. You guys let me ride the bus with you up to uh, Maryland. Remember when you took on uh, CC, what was it? CCBC Millington, or, uh, oh gosh. Uh, UNBC Catonsville. Catonsville, that's what it was. There you go. Yep. Uh, yeah, community, yep. it was community or, or CC, college. Yeah, CC, yeah. yep. <laughs> yeah, CCBC Catonsville. That's it, Community College of Baltimore County. Yep, Catonsville. And I got to ride. I'd never <laughs> ridden the bus with uh, – with LCC before, and you guys, you let every all the rest of you had, you know, uh, you were sitting two to a seat, and you guys let me have a whole seat myself. I thought that was pretty cool, man. I had a and just listening to you guys, just you know, busting it, busting on each other, you know, on the way up there, and especially on the way back when you knew you'd made the World Series, and just how giddy and how happy everybody was, dude. Again, hear me clearly when I say this, Drew, and I mean this again. This is thirty-one years of covering sports. That's up there. It's in my of all the Kinston basketball championships I've covered and North Lenore baseball and down East Wood Ducks and Kinston Indians and all the other stuff, all the ACC tournaments and games I've covered, dude, that's in the top four or five things I've ever done was that 2004 season. And you were a huge part of that, dude. I can remember, you know, you being on the bus and being in our <laughs> games, man. And we were just so appreciative of that and the relationship that you and I got to build from that as well. Um, you know, I feel like I could call you any for anything today, and, and I get so excited when I see you around, um, even when I was coming back from Charleston. Uh, but it's just been a, a good friendship that came out of that. Uh, Catonsville and, and even Millington, you know, it was a, a lot of good times. I remember the, the tornado story I, you did in Millington. I swear <laughs> I was getting ready to say, dude, do you remember the tornado <laughs> warning that, I mean, I'd never heard, had you ever heard a tornado uh uh, alarm before whatever it is they called it. I had never heard one before. And let's just say I, I nearly voided my bladder when that thing went off, dude. What about you? Yeah, I, I wasn't real sure what was happening. I knew it wasn't good. <laughs> so, I mean, we've done the tornado drills when you're in elementary school and things like that. But no, I'd never been a part of a, a live tornado situation like that. So, you know, it, it was uh, definitely a scary time. You know what else I remember was just that I think they called it USA Stadium. That was Millington. I guess the USA baseball team used to work out there, and that used to be 
uh, where they trained up until, I guess, now they're in Cary now, by the way, and I'm sure you know that too, but but that's where the USA baseball team worked out. And I just remember walking into that stadium, and I didn't know what I was expecting or what I was going to see, but I was just blown away by how nice that stadium was there in Millington, dude. Yeah, it was a, a great place to uh, to be able to go play, you know, junior college World Series. At I was uh, I was kind of like you. I didn't know what we were getting into going to Millington. I never heard of it. Coach Harrell was like, "Well, it's near Memphis," and I'm like, "Okay, I know where <laughs> Memphis is." You know, so yeah, I know it's a long ways on a bus. I can tell you that. Oh, <laughs> so, I know, well, and but, I rented uh, a car for that. I actually did the drive there. Uh, if you remember, I had a car. I think I may have given you a ride at some point. There were two or three players I gave rides yeah. places a couple of times, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I loved riding with you guys up to Maryland, but I swear, dude, I was like, I don't think I can ride a bus all the way to, to Memphis, Tennessee, you know? No, no, and, and thankfully, you know, Coach Hartzell, we broke it up. We stopped at Tennessee Tech to uh, get a practice in and, and stay the night and kept going. So it was uh, not too bad going there, but on the way back, we did make the, the straight trip. So, <laughs> But, uh, no, USA Stadium was a, a great facility for us. And uh, that, I know that stadium is still kicking today. I'm not 100% sure what it's used for, but uh, being an umpire, I know they had an umpire camp there for some, uh, some Power Five and a group of five conferences not long ago. So, Well, there you, you know what? we got about five yeah. minutes left, and that's what I want to hit is – yeah, and I thank you. Thank you for uh, going down memory lane with me, man. I love that year. Again, and I can't state it enough, Drew. I – one of the, again, one of the four or five best experiences I've had being a sports writer, being a sports reporter was following you guys back in 2004. I mean, that just, maybe because I had only been here for a couple of years at that point too. And I was still relatively, <laughs> dude, think about it, man. I'm, how old are you right now? Oh, uh, 39. Dude, I was only 35 then when I was covering you guys. Back then. So I was younger than you are now. When I covered you guys back then in 2004, and like I said, dude, I, again, if I ever need a smile put on my face, man, all I got to think about is Lynn Hartzell and Drew Meadows and Jarrett Sutton and all you guys, uh, on that 2004 team. So tell me what happened after that. Okay. So, uh, you graduate from LCC, you guys make it to the world series, finish fifth in the nation that year. Uh, what is next for Drew Meadows after that? I went to East Carolina after that. And like I said, got caught up working in the athletic department, um, thought I was going to coach high school baseball. I was majoring in PE. I coached two years at West Craven and one year at South Central. And uh, just uh, kind of had a change where I, you know, being in my major and in my grad program, I decided I wanted to kind of pursue college athletics a little more. And um, so I started umpiring. Um, my dad was an umpire um, and a guy named Steve Sanders. Everybody knows Steve around here, okay? (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like my second dad and has been since I was like nine or ten years old. And so he's been a huge part of my life as well. But uh, with those two guys, I just kind of thought, you know, it's a great way to make a little money, follow their footsteps. Started working like Little League around New Bern and then up in Winterville when I, you know, was at ECU. And uh, from there, it kind of took off. I got into high school, moved to Charleston. Got a little better at high school, went to some camps. I've been in college baseball. It's my seventh or eighth season now. Um, and so just uh, very fortunate to be a part of the game and uh, making a little money doing it. Um, but just the relationships with those guys, is kind of like your team out there. We call it the third team. But just getting to see, you know, some good players as well. And, and the coaches are out here. Eastern North Carolina has got some great coaches. Um so, especially in the JUCO ranks with uh, Tommy Eason and Gary Smith, um, 
and uh, and Robbie down at Brunswick as well. So looking forward to seeing those guys this weekend. Well, like I said, I know uh, they're looking forward to seeing you too. I got to tell you this too. One of our listeners, and he's a super good guy. His name is Leo Lockhart, uh, and he said he is going to be working with you this week in high school baseball. He is. We've got a uh, big game at Wayne Country Day Friday night. Me and Leo are going to go out there and uh, give it our best shot and hope we can kind of lay low. <laughs> there you go. But got to tell you, man, you talk yeah. about now. You talk about legends. Leo Lockhart is a legend here in Lenora County. Between was big, uh, was a star baseball player at Kenston High School, and then has been a referee for years now and an umpire in baseball too, and has just done a little bit of everything. I think he's covered. I've not covered. I think he has called. Uh, I know he's called a uh, state championship basketball and state championship baseball series too. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to have somebody good you'll be working with Friday night, okay? Hey, Leo's one of the best, man. Uh, he was uh, calling back when I was playing a little bit, and, and you could tell he was one of the rising stars at that time. And uh, he's just been absolutely great since then and, and very fortunate that I get to share the field with him this week. So. You know, and you're. I would love for you just. You are a young guy. I mean, yeah, you're 39, but you're still relatively young there, uh, Drew. But it's got to be hurting your feelings a little bit when you see just folks that are getting out of umpiring, especially not so much the guys that are retiring that have done it for 30, 40 years or something like that, but the guys that are getting in just for three or four years, and then the. I don't know a nice way to say it, Drew, other than just the crowd and coaches just being buttholes and just driving good umpires and good referees out of the sport speak to that a little bit for me yeah i mean i think it's uh there's a lot of different factors that go into it but one of them you see is that i mean it's kind of like anything else you go get a job and you take an entry-level position you know you're not going to be the ceo of a company coming out of college and so it's kind of like with baseball like we have to start these guys in little league and middle school and things like that and from watching TV, I think a lot of these parents and coaches and even players think that they're supposed to be as good as the major league guys, and it's just not gonna. It's just not gonna work that way. So you know, you've got to have some patience out there. You've got to help these guys are trying to get better, just like your player is trying to get better at that age. And so you know, nobody's going out there trying to mess the call up. I promise. Um, so, but we just need to be patient with these guys and, and be grateful that they're out there because without umpires, it really is just practice. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't I don't know about you, but when I was 12 years old, I didn't want to go to practice just to have practice. <laughs> you know, we wanted to play a game and try to win. So uh, I think competition drives everything. And, and the umpires are competing as well. You know, when I was working Little League stuff, you know, we were trying to see if we could work the All-Star Tournament where we wanted the ones good enough to do that. And that kind of, you know, can we go to the next level, to middle school or high school? And uh, so I, I think, just uh, being patient, showing some grace. I saw New Jersey now is requiring the parents to go out of line to work two games before they're allowed back. <laughs> so, I love it. In fact, you, yeah. well, that was my next question to you, Drew, and you sort of segued into it a little bit. As an umpire, and as a very, and I've got to watch you call a game. I watched you out at LCC this year, dude, and just how conscientious you are. And you've always been that kind of kind of person, anyway. But what would you do? I mean, if you're in charge of, uh, of of baseball and you know of college baseball, prep baseball, and all that, what is your advice to parents, to fans, to, to even coaches and players of? I just don't want to lose Drew Meadows. I don't want to lose good referees and good umpires out there, dude. How can we keep that from happening? Yeah, I think uh, part of it starts with the fees. The fees have gone up some as far as getting paid, but not to the 
to the extent of like some of these other jobs have, especially post COVID, you know, you can go get a job at a lot of places making $20 an hour almost um, as a part-time gig. But I think a lot of it goes back to the, the game administrators with, uh, because they teach us as umpires, we don't need to engage with fans. And so I don't engage with fans and I know most guys do not. Um, but, if we want to keep these guys coming back, the game administrators really need to step up and help us out with that. Uh, you know, keeping the parents in line or the fans or whoever it is. Um, and, and a lot of the leagues around here do a really nice job with that. You know, I, I'm part of the um, Newburn Sunday School League and the Newburn Babe Ruth Softball League here at Newburn as a volunteer coach. So I get to see it from that side as well. Um, and so they do a really good job. I know Brian Weingart from Greenville Little League. They're, they're huge into sportsmanship with the parents. Uh, and they do a really nice job as well. So I think we're trying to make some strides. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great way to stay involved. I would – shameless plug, but I would encourage anyone that's interested in, in trying it out, you know, to reach out. Um, I, I'm willing to help them get plugged in wherever they can. But, you know, the average age of umpires is approaching 60 years old, especially around here. So it's not getting uh, – it's not – we're not replenishing like we need to. So, you know, we're guys that are getting done playing or – people that have been coaching their kids and now they got some free time. It's an excellent opportunity for a little side game. Absolutely. And again, we need good umpires and good referees like Drew Meadows and Leo Lockhart and all those guys for sure. Listen, Drew, I cannot believe we've run out of time. I knew it was going to go by fast talking to a good dude like you, man. Got to tell you, can't wait. I will be down there. Uh, Will you be doing Thursday's games? Any of Thursdays? Yeah, I've got two games on Thursday, so I'll be down there. So look forward to seeing you. I can't wait to see you, man. And uh, congratulations on all your success. Dude, again, like I said, how I opened up the interview, Facebook a lot of times is just a, a cesspool, and I think you would agree with me on that. However, what makes Facebook great is seeing someone like you. And I have got to watch you over the last, I guess we've been Facebook friends for 10, 12, 13 years now, and got to watch you with your family and just it grow and all the great things that's happened with you, dude. I cannot wait to see you Thursday. It's always good when good things happen to good people, man. Can't wait to see you Thursday and uh, continued success in your life, my friend. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. Love listening to the show, and uh, thank you so much for having me on. There you go. Uh, Drew, we will see you Thursday, my friend. All right, Brian. There you go. That's Drew Meadows uh, from uh, Craven County. And uh, umpire, if you get down to uh, – Uh, The Region 10 tournament this week, you'll get to see him. Hey, let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up today's show right after that. Today is Monday, May the 1st in the year of the Lord, 2023. I cannot believe we're we're a third of the way through the year, John Dawson. Yes, Brian. And, you know, remember at the end of December last year, I was looking forward to 2023 and we're going to leave the tritus of 2022 behind us. We've not. Back to you, Brian. <laughs> there you go. Jonathan Massey, you won uh, the birthday game again last year. I should tell everybody, today is May the 1st, and you have Lord 2023. This is the birthday game uh, brought to you by our good friend Jacques Pasilek over at GoEco Office Automation. You won uh, You won the birthday game 10 days before last month, and you even did a very good job. with. We played Who Sang It on Friday. You did a very good job on that, dude. Look, I came, I tried, I did not conquer I tell you, you know, I you think tried we, to give it to him as best you could. So I think the way we're going to do it next month, or if we play Who Sang It again, which I love playing Who Sang It, 
is he gets .75 points for every one he gets right. Well, you could complicate you, a cup of coffee. You know that. <laughs> and you get 1.5 points for every one well, you get right. Let's do the birthday right. game that way. Okay. Well, so, Jonathan, you get 1.5 points for uh, every uh, birthday so game. So, if you, you know get. trigonometry, you can follow along. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. That was fun. How was your weekend, John Dawson? It was fantastic, Brian. What'd you do? Made bail. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. What did you do? Seriously. We're doing a lot of music stuff. We're getting, we think we found a director to do some videos for the album. All this stuff you got to get done before you, you can't just throw the album out there. You got to promote it. You got to hire. And we think there's a little label out of Carborough who's going to uh, help put the record out, pay for the vinyl possibly, and the CD. I love we've it. Got to have a, we've got a lunch scheduled to hammer out some details. I love it. What do uh, have you come up with a name for this album? No, we have not. Okay. What what are the what are the uh, the candidates for? Um, Quadrophenia, <laughs> um, Sergeant Pepper, something like that. I don't know. Octoon Baby. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's messing with me over here, isn't he, John? Well, you know, people got to be spoon-fed and stuff, so you, you got to trick them into hearing it. How about Quadrophenia 2? They would know that wasn't the original. No. Okay. What about are, a semi-automatic for the people? <laughs> <laughs> Eventually for the people. Yeah. I like it. I like it. That's pretty good. What about you over there, uh, Jonathan Massey? Sporting that sweet Brian Hanks show quarter zip. I got to tell you, man, uh, you look good. Yeah, it's, it's great. And you notice the sleeves are a little, a little shorter than when you gave it to me. I, I realized it, it's also great. Like if you're if you're in a bathroom and they don't have any toilet paper, you just knock a sleeve off, and boom, it is soft. It's malleable. Like, this is like this is like four ply, <laughs> four ply, soft, malleable. You know, if you, uh, I don't know where I'm going with that, John Dawson. Me either. The top. I just sat here because I knew he was going to make it gross and there's nothing <laughs> I could do to stop him. And then I didn't. And cut. <laughs> Are you going to do it this time? <laughs> <laughs> I did do it. No, the, it well, came you, across on the air. You, you did. I, I see where I he's going. I cut out the offensive part. Yeah. I didn't cut out the part where we discussed cutting out the offensive okay. part. So, you're gonna leave so this if you part just in? wouldn't do it, I wouldn't have to worry about it. Does this mean I'm not getting a token? No, you've lost your negative token uh, now. Oh. You're in the hole. Well, he was up one. <laughs> he was helping. up one. <laughs> now he's down one, so he's back at zero. And we're out of time. Yeah. See you tomorrow, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about. I'm just this thing is sponsored by GoEco Office Automation. That's, That's what it was. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about GoEco. And the fine folks that work with the Jack Pass leg down at GoEco Office Automation and at the Office Innovation Center, you go in there, Starship Enterprise, all the bells and whistles, and some more bells coincidentally. Um, they got doorbells, they got Christmas bells, sleigh bells, southern bells, southern bells, uh, hay bells, and uh, bell money. Yeah, there you go. So uh, you just called Jack. You pulled Passley. all that out of your head, didn't you? Yeah, I wouldn't say out of his head. <laughs> there, there's there's so few things in there now. Yeah, it's pretty easy to sort through them all. Yeah, all oh, like there's only a, there's maybe a dozen at this point. Okay. So anyway, you know, give Jack a call get in on some of that action because i know i know some of you folks out there and uh in radio land need some bail money we do we do so uh i mean the people listening oh okay so uh tell us uh that phone number it's 252 252-286-286-53-53-54 
five, five four. four. Give them the old razzle dazzle. <laughs> there you go. Overture, curtains, lights. This is it. We'll hit the heights. Bugs Bunny. Oh, what well, heights we'll hit. On with the show. This is it. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> Don't act like I you're had... not impressed. We didn't even know we were going to do that. Mm, That's awesome. I'm just... I don't know where this is coming from, and I'm a little concerned. Well, like, he's he's already teetering on a ledge at this point. You're talking about John. Yeah. yeah, John's teetering. Like, sanity is hard to come by at this point. Would you agree, John? I don't know what you're talking about, exactly. man. Exactly. And come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, what about websites? Don't uh, Doesn't GoEco yeah. have a couple of websites? A couple of great websites. I got goecoNC.com. What is goeco.com and bucklesberry.com? There you go. I love it. Okay. Hey, we have four musical hints on today's show over there, uh, John Dawson. After what you put me through in that who sang it, this better be a little uh, musical. It is, dude. I instruments believe it. and it's, singing. It's all and stuff. four members of the Who's birthday. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, Dawson. Um, what do you do? Smashing, <laughs> smashing Pumpkins. It is Smash Pumpkins. Song. <laughs> Cherub Rock. Album. Siamese Dream. Year. 1990. Oh, man. 1994? Wow. Oh, 1993. Oh, okay. But you were spot on all the... He just was holding up three for you there. I also had no idea. I was just oh, also okay. guessing again. Smashing Pumpkins. I saw them live on the tour after this. Okay. Uh, she was the original bassist for this band. Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, Obviously, the blonde-headed lady. Uh, yep. Chaz Bonner. That's a good guess, but no. I can't remember her name. Darcy Retsky. That's right. Yep. So today is Darcy. It's D apostrophe A R C. There you go. Look at my boy over here. Tells you how uncomplicated she is. Yeah. <laughs> but play. I've chosen this she, song because she, of the she bass. She rarely played on the records. Billy Corgan did most of it. Yeah, but this is her though, right here, right? She's listed on the album. Yes. Love Smashing Pumpkins. You know, it's my, I've told you this before several times. It's my brother Daryl's favorite band. He loves his favorite band is Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, I like this album and the album after it. God, that's a, this is a good song. You like Smashing Pumpkins, Jonathan? Yeah, yeah, I do. Every time they get brought up, I, I bring up the fact they were on that. They were the titular theme for uh, Whale Wars. They did. Uh, they used bullet with butterfly wings. Yeah. All right. God, I love this song. Okay, Darcy Retsky. Today is her birthday over there, Jonathan Massey. How old is she today? Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, 54. You say 54. What do you say, Jay Dizzle? 53. She was born May the 1st, 1968. She's 55. So if you go oh. the other direction, you would have got it. You take a one to nothing lead there, Jonathan Massey. God, I wish we could just play this whole song. I love this. Well, you know, if Daryl's listening, I just think uh, Smashing Pumpkins is overrated. Yeah, he will. Uh, he will. He will not be happy with you about that. Dawson Ray Parker Jr. He's still playing. Who <laughs> sang it? I love it. You're right. The song Ghostbusters. Year 1984. I don't even know. I don't have that here from me, but that's right around the and right then time. And Lewis sued him and won. I want a new drug. Oh, my God. It does sound like I want a new drug. Yep. Wait a minute. Who are you going to call? 
Want a new drug. I want a new drug. It's your turn there, John Dawson. Ray Parker Jr., how old is he today? He had a song called I'm in Love with the Other Woman. That was a great song. That was it. You want me to play it? Sure. Yeah, this is... Oh, yeah. That's got a lot of 80s in it there, John Dawson. He looked like Lando Calrissian, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I'm in love with the other woman. My life was fine. Life was fine till she blew my mind. Now sing your own part. I'm sorry, I was singing yours too. All right, that's all what the a great tonight. song, man. Uh, Ray Parker Jr., how old is he today over there, John Dawson? I didn't realize he was still alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 73. <laughs> Hold on, I'm checking to make sure he's still alive. Well, you can listen to him while I'm... I, I'll, I'll tell you how I got to this in a second, but what do you think about Ben Folds? <laughs> God, I saw him in concert. He opened for Tori Amos I've, in Chapel I've, Hill. I've, on a few occasions, met the bass player from Ben Folds 5. He's okay. still in Chapel Hill in a band called Surrender Human. Good guy. Yeah. Ghostbusters. They did an opening segment on this show that Ben Folds did. There was like an acapella singing competition, mm-hmm. and Pentatonics, who we've talked about up here, was on that particular season where they did like a Halloween medley. It makes no sense why that's where Ben Folds did like this piano version. He took some rap song where it just cursed and just and and put down women and stuff, and he just did a piano ballad to it and sang it like Elton John is hysterical. I've heard that one. Yeah, I've actually heard that one. Okay, uh, but they didn't get canceled for some reason. Who did? The original artist that did that. Wonder why? Well, because they are uh, expressing, you know. Sentiments from their uh, from their uh, upbringing and community, so which means hate women. No, 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 no. Misogyny is not a <laughs> not a good thing, John Dawson. Okay, just checking. Ray Parker Jr. Seventy three. He is still alive, by the way. Seventy three. You say seventy four. Ah, you went the wrong direction. He was born May the first, nineteen fifty four. That means John Dawson. He is sixty nine years old today. So there you go. Uh, it's tied up one-to-one now. Oh, man, we got another musical hint here. Like yeah, you don't listen. know, we already have two more. Dude, you're right. He does look like Lando in that picture, doesn't he? Lando. He was cool. I just remember Ray Parker Jr. being cool. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? He was very cool. Uh, not as cool as Lando. Uh I guess I'll play this. It's really the only song I know by him. But he's a very popular artist. This song makes me cry, though, so I don't know if I'll Tim McGraw? It is Tim McGraw. Look at you, song. Oh, it's, uh, I was in my early 30s with a lot of life before. All the camera stopped me on down. It's, um, I can't remember. Live like you were dying. That's right. You said I was in my it's early 40s. A lot of life before me. It's a good song. When a moment came that stopped me on a dime. I spent most of the next days looking at the x-rays, and talking about the options, and talking about sweet 
Okay, I can't listen. Tim McGraw. It's a good song, though. Have you heard this before? Yeah. It's really good. Mm. And, I mean, the, we'll, uh, we'll get it past it. It weirdly gets a little upbeat. It does. It does. Hold on. Right here. Of course. He said, I went skydiving. I went Rocky Mountain climbing. I went 2.7 seconds on a pool named <laughs> Just last week when we were here, I, I had a second ginger ale. <laughs> I got to tell you. I'm trying to pull us out of this miasma yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, t- you, you take two of those ginger ales to the head, you're, uh, <laughs> you're going to achieve liftoff. Tim McGraw over there, Jonathan Massey. And this is a good song. Not yeah. necessarily a Tim McGraw fan, but this is a good song. It always gets me right. John Dawson gets me right in the fields, baby. Right in the fields. The best thing I like about Tim McGraw is he was at a show and some woman in the crowd kept grabbing him. Who's the woman he's married to? Faith Hill. Faith Hill came out and started cussing around and said, get your own bleepity bleep, man. (laughs) (laughs) Good for uh, Faith Hill. Yeah. They were in uh, 1883, which is one of the prequels to Yellowstone. Okay. Good show. Faith Hill. Hideous. (laughs) What a troll. What a crone. Yeah, exactly. Whose oh, guess is it? Uh, that is Jonathan Massey, uh, uh, Tim McGraw. 54? You say 54, John Dawson. Hold on. I went skydiving. I went Rocky Mountain climbing. I went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. And I love deeper and I... 55. It's a good song. You got to admit it's a good song. Yes. It's pretty cool. Uh, what did you say? 54. He was born May 1st, 1967. He's 56. I got to get this off or I'm going to start crying. Okay, uh, 56 years old. You take a two-to-one lead, John Dawson. Mm. How about that? Okay, uh, we got two dead people here. Uh, to end up uh, this show it goes to you, John Dawson, and I like I can't wait to get your thought on this. He was the second host of the Tonight Show from 1957 to 1962. Jack Parr. Ding, da, ding, ding. Jack Parr. He died in 2004. How old would he be if he were still alive today, John Dawson? Jack Parr. Very funny man. Very funny man. Mm-hmm. Um, they was ramp- wound really tight, but the show was like, very smart. It wasn't just um, Johnny Carson took it and, and realized it worked better as a slow burn instead of cranked up to 12 all the time. That's why Jack Parr burned out so quick. Um, 99. You say 99? What do you say, Jonathan Massey? You know, you've heard of Jack Parr before, I'm sure. I've heard the name. Yeah, I'm going to say 100. Good guess. He was born May 1st, 1918. So he would be 105 today if he mm. were still alive. So here we go. The first day of the month, it comes down to this. It's two to two. He walked off the show once because he was telling a joke and used the term water closet. And NBC censored him. We were making a reference to an outhouse. And he walked off the show. He was off the show for a week, and then he came back and sat down and said, as I was saying, that's how he started. (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff. That is good stuff. Okay, uh, she was well known for her rendition of this song. It's another dead person. Hold on. She was called the Songbird of the South. Ah, 
Ethel Merman? No. You said songbird of the song. What kind of bird was it? A turkey? <laughs> Sounds like a condor. Who is it? Kate Smith. Oh, hefty woman. <laughs> yeah. I think we could infer that from the sound of her voice. To the oceans, why with foam? Oh, 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 Brian. <laughs> Sorry about that. Kate Smith, she died in 1986. Okay. Woody Allen had a joke about her being in the star of Peter Pan and the chains kept breaking. <laughs> <laughs> Whose guess is it? Uh, yours is tied two to two. She died in 1986. Kate Smith, Jonathan Massey. One ten. You say one ten. What do you say, John Dawson? This is for the win. One oh nine. Ah! She was born May the first, 1907. So she would be one sixteen today. Good for her. So <laughs> congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You get that one. Uh, you win the first day of the month here, three to two. A uh, couple of local birthdays. I believe you know both of them. I definitely know you know the first one. Lori Cahoon from uh, Kenston Indians, Down East Wood Ducks, and uh, just one of my favorite people, one of Linda's favorite people, too. Today yeah, is her a, birthday. She's and I know a fixture out there. Love yep. Lori. Uh, and maybe, maybe she can uh, – do something about all these cats around Kinston. <laughs> Get them out of here. <laughs> she is the uh, the cat. She is the cat lady in Kinston. That's for sure. With lucky cats. Uh, and then uh, Zacchaeus Raspberry. Do you remember him? He worked up in our press box out at the uh, Downey's Wood Ducks. I don't remember him from that. I remember him from uh, his his baseball and football exploits at Arundel Parrot Academy. Yep, led uh, Parrot Academy to a state championship and uh, then ended up going and playing for the Blue Hose of Presbyterian College, Jonathan Parrot Dawson. Okie dokie. He did. He's a great guy. Great guy. I think he played for Lewisburg and then for uh, Campbell or uh, for Presbyterian. So, if today is your birthday here on May Day on uh May the 1st, the year of the Lord 2023, like Zacchaeus Raspberry, Lori Cahoon, Kate Smith. Give me your Kate Smith impression there, John and Dawson. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, wait a minute. You deserve a better one than that. There you go. Uh, then enjoy your day today. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And thank you so much for listening to today's show. Again, want to thank Mark Panicelli in our first hour. And, uh, man, Drew Meadows in the second hour just have some pretty good guests here lately. You know what? We're going to have two great guests tomorrow, too. Uh, in our first hour, Richard Clark to talk about the NBA playoffs. In our second hour, one of my favorite people on this planet, Tammy Kelly from the North Car- or from the uh, Lenore County Cooperative Extension and from uh, the Barbecue Festival on the news. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.